0: my microphone real quick you're gonna hear some little jingy jings so yeah hey what's up it's me and we're on another week of um and the am i crazy podcast where we talk about my life and things that are going on in the real world and just you know craziness <laughs> so i am in my bedroom again and this is where i just have to record now because for some reason i there's like pool parties every single day and it's something that I can't really understand only because it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. I think that's what irritates me the most. It's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every single day. Um, which I understand we are on quarantine, so like what are what else are people supposed to do? But I'm pretty sure that this is just going to be the norm anyway, <laughs> um, <coughs> which is fine. Sorry, I cooked with habaneros earlier and I had to um, I had to boil them for what I was making. Um, it's like a copycat Torchy sauce. And I can't really take any deep breaths because it was just like the smoke and the habaneros were like hitting the back of my throat. And I honest to God thought I was dying. But anyway, yeah, it's all day, every day, all the time. Yeah, what are other people supposed to do? I get it. But I think the thing that irritates me the most is it's like, people start going to the pool at four and I don't understand that because you're not even getting optimal UV rays. Like why wouldn't you go around noon, stay out there for like five hours and then go inside. Instead, people go out there at four and stay out there until like eight thirty, And I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. But regardless, it's fine. I can come into my room and I can, you know, operate in here in peace. So This is where I come if I want to, like, read or something, or obviously do my podcast. And, of course, Chuck's just deciding to walk around for some reason. But, yeah. Although, you know what? I did get a strike of luck. A strike of... I don't know. I did get lucky this week because my downstairs neighbor is gone. He's been gone all week. Um... And I don't think he'll be back until like Wednesday of next week. And I only know that because I talked to one of my neighbors and boy, did I find out some stuff. Um, but I'm going to make a YouTube video on that because it is, it's a lot. So yeah. Creepy neighbor downstairs that plays his music. That motherfucker is going, um, I know where he is, uh, but that's not really, the details aren't important. So Yeah. Um, I wanted to get on here today, and I was like, what are we going to talk about besides like the normal run of the mill bullshit that we usually talk about? Um, because obviously, nothing has really had a theme so far, um, which is both good and not good. <laughs> um, but I wanted to get on here and kind of talk about like um, dealing with like mental health during this quarantine COVID-19 area. Um, Because I'm pretty lucky and I have, you know, a therapist that I love. Um, But actually I just found out about a week ago that my therapist is taking like a five-month-long hiatus and then like wants to open up her own practice. So she's leaving. So now I have to find a new therapist, which might not sound like that big of a deal, but when you've like been working through triggers and emotional, you know trauma for the past couple months now you have to find someone new it's just kind of like okay great like I was already losing my mind in quarantine and stuff and now I have to find a new person get to know that new person and open up to someone all over again okay great so I don't know how that works when you get a new therapist am I just supposed to go in and be like okay this is the lowdown on me this is what we've been working on this is what I've learned these are the books that I've read and now you're caught up like I don't I don't know how to make that natural. Maybe those are questions that I can ask her in my next session, but like it seems super strange. <laughs> like obviously it happens. It's got to happen kind of relatively a lot or normally, you know, but it's just kind of like, okay, how do I deal with this? How am I going to move forward? Whatever. So she requested or she, um, recommended some therapist to me. So I don't know, I guess we're going to see what happens. Um, and work from there. But one thing that I didn't think that I needed to work on anymore that obviously I do and has been affecting my mental health is, um, my past body dysmorphia, which I touched briefly on in, um, a YouTube video. I talked about, you know, my body dysmorphia story and I i have always known that like, it never really leaves you. Like even with like My friends with bulimia or anorexia, it never fully goes away. Once you have an eating disorder, it's just kind of always the tra. The feelings are always there in the back of your mind, just kind of like trauma. You know, you can get past trauma, but I don't think you ever really get over it. It might always just be something that you deal with, but you just have learned how to deal with and you learned how to be mindful of it and you know and avoid certain triggers. But for me, something that's setting that has set it off, I believe, actually was doing seventy five hard. Um, because I was so focused on certain things and I, I don't know now that I'm not doing it anymore because obviously I failed phase one and I could have restarted it, but my mental health was going downhill so quickly and I was so overwhelmed that I am a little, I can still actually hear the people in my room. I don't know if you could hear them on here, but yeah, I just heard people laughing. So I'm like, that's fucking dope. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I could successfully do seventy five hard phase one right now without losing my goddamn mind. And to me, having my peace of mind was more important than finishing like an internet challenge, you know. Which it's so much more than that. It's a mindfulness challenge. It's a, it's a mental toughness challenge, and I I can see that. But I think for me, in the current state of my job, in the current state of a lot of things. It was just, it was pushing myself too far because 75 hard was fine. I completed that without a hitch. Like, it was great. And then to go directly into 75 hard phase one with everything that's been going on, it was just too much. It was a lot. I was putting way too much strain on myself. And with quitting came out a lot of guilt, actually. Um, And that's, I think, kind of triggered and brought up the toxic relationship with food and I know that a lot of people right now are having mental health struggles um you know because we can't go outside for me we can't we can't like socialize or do the things that we used to which I'm not gonna lie my life is not that different um the only thing that's really changed is my job um on the weekends I wasn't like a big partier anyway so for me I don't know am like was I already practicing self-isolation but for me, you know, I would go out every once in a while, but I wasn't like an avid an avid <laughs> every weekend partier. You know what I mean? You didn't catch me at Bottle Blonde like every weekend. So I don't know, but it's definitely taken a toll on me mentally and my relationship with food started to get really toxic again. And I don't know. I think that it's important to talk about and it's important to be like, look, People that you don't think are struggling are probably struggling through this whole quarantine thing. And we're all just trying to process it the best that we can um, and deal with everything the best that we can. And so for me, obviously, getting a control back over my body dysmorphia and my toxic relationship with food has been a little difficult. And I don't know. It's mainly because a lot of people in my, that I know in my life are like dieting, which I hate that word. Like I hate Dieting, like I hate my my boss gave us all kind of presents last week, and which was really sweet. But she was like, "I know everyone's, you know, always on their individual diets," and it's just like, oh, I just hated it because I never look at myself as being on a diet. Even with seventy five hard, I was like, it's not a diet; it's a mental health challenge, and it's working on like just being healthier. And the way that I eat is never a diet. You know what I mean, and I think that that word can be really triggering for people, and can be kind of like a—I don't know—I was listening to a podcast earlier, and I can't remember what they called the words like that are basically triggers. But um, yeah, it just wasn't—it wasn't a great. It's not a great term, but yeah, a lot of people that I know right now are on diets, and for some reason, want to talk to me about their diets all the time, and I don't know, I. I struggle with codependency in friendships, which means that basically I like take on other people's feelings and their problems, and a lot of the time I have a really hard time cutting out toxic people out of my life, and that includes toxic friends. And I have a couple of people right now that are in my life that I'm just like, when I truly sit with myself, I'm like, I don't think that you like them. And I don't know if that happens to other people that are maybe codependents too, <laughs> But it's like I don't think you actually like them, and then I'm like, oh well, maybe I'm just being an asshole. And it's like no, I don't think you like them because they're not good people. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, I you know I should probably stay there. I need to be their friend because I'm loyal and things like that. And it's like, no, honey, that's like not how the world works. <laughs> like you're, I have friends in my life that don't make me feel good. I'm starting to realize and trying to cut off ties with them is not the easiest thing. And I don't know if you just come right out and say like, Hey, I appreciate you. And I love you as a person, but our friendship is harmful to my mental health. Like, I don't like, how do you, how do you say that? But yeah, I know a lot of people in my life that are like on diets right now. And it's just like, it's too much. All they want to talk to me about is their diet. All they want to talk about is weight loss. When they see other people, they're like talking about their weight loss or like, it's just, it's, it's a lot. And I'm just sitting here like, okay, I just want this to be a lifestyle. Like these are triggering words. I can't be around like this constant obsession with like food and with working out and with losing weight and being skinny. Like that's just something it's, it's incredibly like harmful to my mental state and the thing is, if people, if people don't know that, unless you tell them, and I don't want to, like, have to go into, hey, by the way, I have this, you know, history with um, body extreme body dysmorphia and, you know, under eating and crash dieting and, you know, I just need you to know that when we have these conversations, it's triggering. Like, I don't... Nobody wants to be that friend. Nobody wants to be the friend that's, like, triggered by just normal conversations or what's seen by normal conversations. And something else that triggers me, which I've figured out, and that I don't... I just don't like it anyway, is when people um, filter their, like, uh, progress, their fitness progress photos. I think that is incredibly damaging. And when people just, like, take pictures of their body and they talk about it in, like, a fitness way, and they're like, I've come so far, blah, 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 or, like... No one does that. But, like, you know, like, takes a picture of their body and, like, talks about fitness, and it's heavily filtered. I think that that's incredibly harmful. And the reason it is is because it's not real. You know, if you're going to put up a before and after photo, and if you're going to put up a fitness photo, like, I get it. Airbrushing out your stretch marks or whatever. But when you put, like, an Instagram filter on that bitch, like, that is damaging and like that like that's harmful because that's not real and especially like there are some of the snapchat filters and even some of the instagram filters that like slim you down so like when i look at a photo and it's a fitness photo or it's a before and after photo and it's been heavily filtered it's just like what why even why even post it because if you have to heavily filter your fitness photo or you have to heavily filter your you know your photos like that you're obviously not happy with it enough to post so don't You know, like, I don't know. There are people that are looking at those things and don't recognize that they're heavily filtered. And that might be, like, you might be harming somebody's mental state. And it's just, like, for what? To, like, look good via filter on Instagram? Like, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But, yeah. So, like, the dieting talk has not been great. Um, And I don't know. I just... I started... To kind of spiral this week a little bit, I took most of the week off, to be honest. I only worked out three days this week. That doesn't include, like, my walks. According to my Fitbit, I worked out four days, but I really didn't. So, um, yeah, it's... uh, What was I even saying? I was talking about... (laughs) Oh, how I was basically losing my goddamn mind. Yeah, so this week, you know, I was, like, basically bargaining with myself I was like okay well if you're going to take today off and you have to work out tomorrow and you can't eat this and you can't eat that and you need to get on a meal plan next week and you're not going to be able to do this because blah, blah blah and you need to count your macros and you need to count your calories and you need to cut your calories extremely because if you don't cut your calories down by 500 calories and you know only eat 1400 calories a day which is not healthy bt doves unless you're like a very very small person but even then I'm like are you good Um, you know, if you don't do that, then you're not going to lose weight and you're just going to be unhappy with your body forever. And I'm really not unhappy with my body. Do I want to lose, I want to cut, um, like two inches around my waist. That's pretty much it. And really that's not going to, all that is, is nutrition, which is so funny because nutrition really is, it's 80% of your like weight loss or fitness journey. Um, so it's 80% and when I know that me having this really toxic relationship with food, it can get really stressful because I never want to follow like a fad diet. Like I'm never going to do keto. I'm never going to do anything like that. And people might argue with me that like veganism is a fat is a fad diet. And I'm like, veganism's like a way of li- like a lifestyle. <laughs> it's not just like crash diet. Like for me, you know, that those kind of things don't work. You know, I've been doing that my entire life. When I was twelve, I remember I would be like, "I'm hungry," and I would keep red Gatorade in my mini fridge, and I was like, "Well, I'm just gonna drink this red Gatorade because it tastes like something, and I just, I just need to, I just need to drink this, and it'll fill me up. I don't actually need to eat." And I remember thinking stuff like that, like I said, when I was like twelve years old, and that's, I guess, really where it went, when all this started. And people always say that the catalyst was like when my acting coach told me when I was 14 that I needed to lose weight, but really when I think about it, it started, my toxic relationship with food started way before that, and it was probably in middle school around when I was 12 years old, and I don't know if like it goes back to like, I was cyberbullied like pretty bad, so I don't know if you could connect it with being cyberbullied and told that I was like ugly, and I think they did tell me I was fat once, which is so funny because I was like 12 years old and a child, but I remember... Um, sorry, I was literally dying. Um, but I remember th- there was a movie called Stick It, and it came out, and it was about gymnasts. And this, the lead gymnast is, like, badass as fuck and, like, has these ripped abs. And I remember being 12, and I was like, I want to have ripped abs. And, like, that's when I started um, my whole thing with the Gatorades and stuff like that. And... At that time I was an athlete. I grew up an athlete. I was never not involved in a sport or a physical activity. So when I was younger, from like, God, I mean, there's a picture of me as an infant on the back of a horse, but really, when did I competitively start riding? I wanna say it was when I was in Georgia. When I lived in Texas, I went to I went and like rode horses, but I didn't get my first horse until I lived in georgia and i was eight or nine years old and that's when i started showing competitively and then i fast forwarded to like 12 and i was riding on the semi-professional circuit um you know against olympians and winning against olympians i mean we'd pull up to a horse show and they'd watch us take the horse off the trailer and people would pull out of the show um and that's not me bragging that's just me being like no that's like what it is that's a that's a fact. Um, I was East Coast champion in 20 something 2000 something um, and that was my life it was horseback riding so I was all and I was in soccer when I was younger and I was always in dance so I was always super active and then it's just like something in me in my mentality just changed and I don't know what the catalyst was but it was right around there when I was like 12 13 when I really started to just hate my body and hate the skin that I was in. And I was like the Gatorade thing, (laughs) you know, drinking that Gatorade and instead of eating. And then of course I get out to, um, LA and I have an acting coach who tells me, you know, you would really book a lot more goal goals. you would really book a lot more roles if you lost weight. And I was like devastated. And that's, I mean that's when it got really bad. Um the body the 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 body image stuff and the food, the toxic, terrible relationship I have with food, which sucks cuz I love food, okay? I love to eat and I'm working on it every day. Sometimes I have really great relationships with food and other times I'm like, "Well, if you don't eat that, then you know, if you eat that, you're going to get fat" or if you eat that and it's like I have these weird trigger foods. Um and I don't really know why but they exist. <laughs> and yeah, that that's when it got really bad. was when I was about 14. Um i ordered Beach Bodies Turbo Jam, if anybody remembers that. So they were like workout videos. It's basically like Zumba. So I ordered that and I stopped eating and like I severely cut my cut my calories like severely. Um Like, I was talking about in my YouTube video, I remember for lunches in high school, I would bring a bag of Mariani cherries and, um, a Slim Fast bar, and that was, and maybe, like, a bag of chips every once in a while, but, like, that was my lunch every day. I was on the Slim, I had Slim Fast in my, um, in my mini fridge, you know, next to my Gatorade, to my water, and I had cottage cheese with, um, Tabasco sauce is what I ate, and I had... Lean Cuisines, which I will never knock on Lean Cuisines because that shit is delicious. And I had instant breakfast for breakfast. So when you think about fueling your body as an athlete, I didn't. And which is why I was always, if you ever look at old photos of me, I was dancing and I was lifting weights. Like I went to the, I started a gym membership when I was 15 and I, um, I would get out of school. I would go to the gym and then I would go... I would lift and then I would go to dance practice or vice versa, depending on when we had dance practice that day. And if you look at photos of me, I'm not muscular. I'm never jacked. I just look kind of, I just like, I have very thin arms, you know, and um, yeah, I was never toned. And it's because I wasn't fueling my body. I was barely eating. When you go to, you know, you're growing, first of all, and I was always fighting my natural genetics because naturally my, my body is just, um, a little bit curvier. And I'm not like, I'm not saying like I'm big, what any means. I just mean like I have, I've always had like hips and I've always had, you know, not small boobs, but not big. I've always just had curves, you know what I mean? And I was always like fighting my natural body just to be super skinny and if you look at old photos of me, like I said, my legs are really skinny and my arms are really skinny. I had no definition whatsoever. I always used to be like, I don't have any upper body strength. And it's true. I never had upper body strength. I couldn't lift anything. I just had like little stick arms. Um, and it's because I wasn't feeling my body correctly. You know, I'd wake up, I had an instant breakfast, and I would go to school. And I would have lunch and i would have a slim fast bar and some dried marrani cherries and maybe some chips and that's it and then i would go out i would go to Jamba juice after school like but none of this was really it's like none of it was fueling me like it wasn't building muscle but to me it didn't matter at all the only thing that mattered was being skinny and even then i was never skinny enough i remember being in high school and hating my body and there were a lot of different factors for it you know my home was not a safe home like it was when i say things like that it it wasn't a safe space and by that it was a safe home nothing it was crazy was going on but it wasn't like a safe space if that makes sense it wasn't a place where i could go and i could feel you know i could be myself and i felt comfortable it was never like that my my it was a tumultuous household and people you know might have different opinions of that but It was. It wasn't like the Brady Bunch fucking lived there, okay? Like, it wasn't the best home environment ever. And so, I never really had anywhere that I could just, like, feel, I don't know, good about myself. I never, I I would go home, and I would do turbo jam, even on the weekends and stuff like that, you know? And, like, it just was a lot, (laughs) like, for a 15-year-old, you know? I was dealing with a lot of things personally that were going on, on in my home life and dealing with hating my body, going on auditions, you know what I mean? And every week I would go up to L.A. and go to my acting class and I would be surrounded by these, you know, female actresses that were my age or a little bit older and that were, like, stick thin. And I would just be like, I want to look like that. I'm like, why don't I look like that? And I would put the pictures of the Victoria's Secret models in um, on my fridge so that when I went to go get something to eat, it would remind me not to eat, you know? And it's just like, these kind of things don't just go away. It sticks with you for a really long time. Cause then, you know, I, I was in high school, I graduated high school, I went to college. And even there I had my SlimFast in my, in my refrigerator, my mini fridge, I had SlimFast and I, would eat very, you know, it's so weird. I was thinking about it the other day, I was like, I didn't even really eat that healthy, I just didn't, I just ate low calorie. Like, I, I was never like, Oh, I need all these fruits and all these vegetables, which is you know how I am now. You know, just trying to lit to be mindful of what I put in my body and put just like the best um, things in it, except for when I like have pizza or whatever, which is what I'm gonna have tonight. You, yeah, you, yeah. um. <laughs> But I didn't even eat healthy. I ate healthy in college. Um, Well, I mean, healthy-ish until I discovered liquor. So, yeah, what happened was I got to college. And um, I remember I walked in the dorm and my roommate at the time, you know, was really... Did not have the best eating habits. And she would make fun of me. And the food I ate, and that kind of just sent me even further into this, like, weird, you know bubble um and this toxic relationship with food because no one really got it no one that I like hung out with really got it because they were all like normal kids you know (laughs) they hadn't dealt with the scrutiny that I had dealt with and they hadn't dealt with you know like just growing up in the industry and growing up you know when I was 13 or 14 we moved to L.A. and we lived in the Oakwood apartments, which is where all like all of the child actors live. And my mom was a nurse, so at night I was alone, and I would I got caught up with these other kids that hung out in the uh, in the apartment complex, um, and they were like, that's whenever kids started like experimenting with drugs and stuff like that, which I never did really. I mean, I smoked weed in high school, but like, ooh, but you know and drinking and doing all this crazy stuff and when you're 13 14 in LA you know and you're going on auditions and you're surrounded by all these perfect people it's just it just takes it it's just weird it just it affects you for the rest of your life you know it's just one of those things where people don't think that it does but it really does and it, it's just it wasn't a great environment for me And so, yeah, when I fast forwarded to college, you know, I was like the health, the healthy one ish. I was like the one that didn't eat. And then I discovered alcohol and I started binge drinking, (laughs) which is like what you do in college. That's not abnormal anything. So I started binge drinking and partying all the time. And thus came Taco Bell and thus came weight gain Because obviously you're gonna gain some weight. Not that I like didn't have weight to gain. You know what I mean? But I gained weight and I remember I came back for a summer to record my EP and people were like, Oh, you know, you've gained weight since you left for college and that just sent me into like the worst. Like, I just was like, Oh my god, they're right, I'm fat, like I need to lose weight, blah blah blah. So I got back and of course I was still binge drinking because why wouldn't I? But, um, I started obsessively working out again, and then, and watching what I ate. And so then, obviously, I would get drunk quicker, because I wasn't eating, so it was just, like, this whole terrible thing. And then my sophomore year, I discovered this, um, blog, where this girl had, um, gone on this crash diet, and she ate, oh god, what did she eat? So, all I could eat was, like, leafy greens, um grilled chicken, tuna, but not, like, with mayonnaise, tuna, um, or, uh, like, white fish, uh, eggs, I think even, oh, just egg whites, it was egg whites, and protein shakes, and if I wanted to, um, have, like, some sort of sauce or seasoning, I used, um, sriracha, or salsa and that was it and I remember I went on this diet and I cut a bunch of weight and my boyfriend at the time actually started um he was a little bit heavier and he kind of he like went on a cut too and we both lost a bunch of weight not that I had that much to lose and we were going we would go to the gym like twice a day you know I got really involved in herbal life in college which I still stand by I freaking loved herbal life and it was delicious um but yeah i was I was obsessed with my body, and I would always look at other girls and compare myself because my entire life, believe it or not, even when in call college, college, yeah, but even in high school i would, I've never had like a flat toned stomach ever in my life, and I truly do believe it's because i was never I've never fueled myself with the proper nutrition, but yeah, so that was always something that I would beat myself up over, and it still kind of is to be honest with you um Because I don't know, for some reason, that's just like my trigger. And for some reason, that is like what I base my fitness on and what I base like my body on is if I have a flat toned stomach or not. And it's so fucked up because it is so not there's there's so many genetic factors and like being a woman and things like that that contribute to that because people carry their weight in different places. I carry my weight genetically in my stomach and in my back that's just where I carry my weight and so I've always been hyper focused on it and I remember being in college and like all these girls being skinny like super skinny with these big fake boobs that their dad bought them for high school graduation and like hating myself because I was never gonna look like that you know hating myself because I was never gonna have like a super toned flat stomach which maybe I will one day who knows but like you know i had these i had these other things i'd curves still you know what i mean and like even in college you look at pictures of me and my my arms are like stick thin <laughs> even back then and like i don't know it's just it's just crazy how it never fully leaves you obviously um so that was so in college i did that And then I um, graduated college, moved to Dallas, I'd gained a little bit of weight, and um, I was moving to LA, and I was like, okay, well, in order to move to LA, I need to be skinny, which is such a toxic way to think. So I did the same crash diet that I did in college, and I lost a bunch of weight in like six weeks, which you're not supposed to lose that much weight in that short amount of time. Um, It's not healthy or sustainable, so... Uh, yeah, I lost all this weight and then I moved to LA and I gained it all back because I started binge drinking again. I had a really toxic, um, relationship with myself, um, when I lived in Los Angeles, I was really lost. I was going through a lot emotionally and I just wasn't, I, my whole life I've kind of been taught to just like not deal with your feelings and so I just wasn't dealing with it and that sent me down this rabbit hole of just binge drinking, toxic relationships, um... I mean, getting caught up with the wrong crowd, um, it was just not, it wasn't great. I did not take great care of myself. Um, so I gained a little bit of weight. And then I was like, all right, I gotta lose it. And then luckily, when I was in LA, some things, that's when I kind of first discovered, actually I first discovered veganism whenever I was living in Dallas. And I watched, um, what is that fucking movie, educated? Um, and I was like, I'm gonna go vegan And then like that lasted a week, it didn't happen And then I was in LA, and I was like Well, my really good friend at the time She's still actually one of my really good friends I don't know why I said at the time One of my really good friends um, was trying out vegetarianism So I was like, alright, well maybe I'll be a vegetarian And then I discovered veganism And I started really going down the high carb, low fat, vegan life And I started loving my body again And I started working out twice a day Which is, n- whatever I, st- I kind of actually do that now To be honest with you, Um, as I work out a lot of the times twice a day. But when I say workout, I mean one of my workouts is I go on a 45-minute walk. Like, is that real? Are we straining ourselves? Are we really doing? No, we're good. So, yeah, I started um, incorporating things like that. And, of course, I was still binge drinking. But, you know, I got, I don't know. I guess I got in pretty decent shape when I was in L.A. um, for a couple of years. I was very depressed, (laughs) We'll, have to, we'll, we'll cover my whole um, relationship issue on another time when I'm ready to talk about it. But, yeah, I was in a really dark place. And finally, I kind of pulled myself out of it. And I moved back to Dallas. And I got to Dallas and I gained some weight. I probably gained... I don't know. Because when I lived in L.A., I weighed 126 pounds. That is what I weighed, and then I last time I weighed myself here was a, over a year. Well, no, it was about a year ago, and I've lost weight since then. I can just tell with my, by the way, my body looks and with the way my clothes fit. But I was 153, and I have never in my life weighed 100, over 130 pounds ever. And I remember just hating myself, and I. Should have asked the doctor to not say my weight out loud, but she did. And I just remember hating myself and wanting to just like not eat again, you know, and just go back into all those old habits. And, um, at the time I was really depressed. I, um, had just quit a job that I hate and I was transitioning to this new job. I was drinking too much. Um, and I just didn't like myself at all. (laughs) And, um, then I started, you know, slowly working out, slowly incorporating healthier things. And now I'm where I am now. It's a year later. Um, I haven't weighed myself in over a year, so I have no idea how much I weigh now. Um, and the feelings are starting to come back a little bit. Of like, that's a problem though. You're always going to deal with it. When you've had really crazy body dysmorphia or like a really toxic bad relationship with food and body image. You have to learn how to just make the voices quieter. Because they're never going to completely go away. So for me, something that I've been having to work on is like just being really mindful. And just having to like have an honest relationship with myself. Because am I at my goal weight? No. Am I I feel like, but I see, that's the point. If you've been here listening to this, I've never been at my goal weight. Even when I was really tiny. I wasn't, I, I'm not at my goal. So for me, I've been just getting better at accepting my body and being neutral about it. And just being like, it is what it is. I like certain things about it. I'm proud of myself for developing a healthier relationship with food, or at least attempting to you know, build this healthier relationship with food and this healthy relationship with exercise. But like I said, last week I was even having a complex because it just doesn't go away. And, you know, I'm really trying to get a hold of it. And maybe I need to tell these people that, you know, I can't talk to them about their diets. I can't talk to them. I don't know why people want to talk to me about their diet anyway. I don't know if it's because... I do know a lot about nutrition and I was always an athlete and like fitness has just been like a a part of my life forever. So people like want to talk to me about it. But the problem is when people want to talk to me about it and then act like they know everything when they're just starting this fitness journey, that's what irritates me because I'm, I don't, I don't know why it does. It just does. (laughs) But, or when people, compare not being comfortable in their body for like a little bit being like oh I gained a lot of weight and I just wasn't comfortable to what I've experienced and it bothers me with a lot of people it bothers me when people talk to people that have body dysmorphia or have used to have an eating disorder and talk to them like oh, well, you know, I hated my body too, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, it's not the same thing. Like, this is something that stays with you forever. This is something that kills people. This is something that no matter how good you look, no matter how skinny or fit you are sometimes, there will always be a voice in your head and you can... Make it quiet and you cannot listen to it. You can learn to ignore it, but it will be there and it will always tell you that you don't look good enough and that you're not skinny enough and that that person doesn't like you because you're fat and that he might leave you because you're unattractive and you need to lose weight. Always. You will always pick at the little bitty things and it just, it's People, I know people don't know that, but I think that it's 2020 and we have a responsibility to maybe just be a little more aware and stop being so ignorant because it's not that hard. (laughs) Like, it's really not. So don't say that just because you hated your body at a certain point and you were like, oh, I I just really wanted to lose weight and now I feel great. That's awesome for you. That's amazing. And I'm happy for you. I'm fucking stoked on you that you don't have to deal with. With what some people have to deal with. But don't be like, oh yeah, I get it. Like, oh yeah, I know. But uh I'm like, no you don't. You don't know. You don't know what it's like to avoid mirrors all of the time. I've never had a problem with my face. That's one thing. People are always like, but Jordan, like, don't you? I was like, yeah, I used to look at my face. When I was in LA, I got to a point where I was happy with my body. And I was happy with, and I would look in the mirror. And I'd be like, what's up? What up, bitch? Like, you know what I mean? But like... God, I was in such a bad mental (laughs) headspace. And it was just not... It was bad, okay? But yeah, I don't know. I think that people just need to be super mindful when they talk about things like that. And if you're struggling with body dysmorphia or, you know, an eating disorder or anything like that, just know that you're not alone. There are people out there that feel that way. There are support groups you can go to. There's therapy. Open up to a friend. You know what I mean? I always tell Anthony, I'm always like, hey, I, I think that my, um, my tendency to not eat is coming back or my, or, you know, to, to like my obsessiveness is coming back and I, I need you to just be mindful and make sure that I eat or make sure that I'm, you know, doing what I need to do to sustain, to fuel my body. And he's like, okay, no problem. You know what I mean? And. I don't know right now we're in quarantine and I, I need to do this as much as everyone else does. And just be kind to yourself, dude. Like we're all just trying to do the best that we fucking can, you know? And like it's summer. Summer's a huge triggering thing. And like, for me, I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to have abs this summer. That's not fucking happening because I don't crash diet, bro. Like, And it heals me because that's all I want to do a lot of the time, but I don't do it. I don't crash diet. I don't do this goofy ass bullshit to where I change the way I eat for like fucking a month or two and expect to lose 10 fucking pounds. That's not sustainable. That's not healthy. That's not fucking good for you. Like slow, gradual process, nothing fitness related that's really going to be good and sustainable is gonna like, it comes quickly, dude. Like, it just doesn't. Like, your real transformation, it's gonna take a while. And that sucks because I always used to be like, all right, I'm gonna do this six week program and then I'm gonna look like all these people that lost all this weight in six weeks and I'm gonna look just like them. And it's like, no, bro, you're not. Your body doesn't wanna do that. You gotta like, you're not going to heavily restrict your calories, okay? I will never, ever, heavily restrict my calories, ever. There was a time when I was like, I'm gonna eat 1,200 calories a day. That is so fucking toxic, dude. And like, yes, of course, in order to lose weight, you need to cut your calories. That's a no-brainer. We all know that. It's fucking math. It's science, bro. That's just how it is. But I will never drop my calories by so much. It's ridiculous. What you do is you need to start with your cal with like like you need to calculate what calories you know you just your resting, burning calories are, I don't remember the exact term. Okay. And then you just, just start taking off a hundred, you know, and then another hundred. And I like right now my caloric deficit, I'm on a caloric deficit. It's another thing. That's what I do to, instead of diets, I'm like, I'm on a caloric deficit and I'm really minding my macros because I wasn't getting enough protein. So I'm like, all right, I need to start minding my macros. And really figuring out how to fuel my body and build muscle. And like really get to the optimal shape and health that I want. Not focus on being fucking skinny. And I think that my caloric intake right now, which could be triggering for some people. So like if it is triggering for you, fast forward. Because I'm 5'4". I don't know how much I really weigh. So like everyone's caloric (laughs) intake is completely different. You know, somebody that's... I have a friend, Tori, that's 5'8". And her caloric deficit would be... Much higher than mine. You know what I mean? Like, I'm 5'4". So, like, obviously, I don't burn as many calories as she does just chilling. So, right now, I think it's around 1,700 is my caloric. Is where I how many, like, calories I'm shooting for a day. And, um, obviously, that fluctuates whenever I work out more. So, I have my Fitbit on and it's connected to my fitness pal. So, it goes up, which is dope. Because then I can eat more. <laughs> um, and then I think my macros right now are, like, 180 carb. 120 protein and 57 fat. So I always, you know, try to stick around that a little bit of higher carb, lower fat area. And, um, yeah, I don't know. That's just what works best for me. Um, so yeah, I have rambled on for 44 minutes. So I am going to go. <laughs> um, but yeah. I want to just kind of get on here and talk about my mental health during quarantine, my mental struggle, what I've been dealing with, um, and kind of tell like more of an in-depth true story of like my body dysmorphia slash crash dieting, obsessive, terrible relationship with food journey, how that what my story is and obviously there's more details and things like that, you know, but that's just, that's the nitty gritty kind of like whatever of it. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. I hope that, you know, if you have dealt with this, then you feel like, you know, cool. Someone else gets me. And maybe if you're one of those people that talks about diet all the time and like, you know, has friends that have suffered with the stuff that I have and you know, are like, well, you know, I have really bad body image, too. It's like, well, do you? Like, be I don't know. Like, you know, it's just like, be mindful. You never know what people are fucking dealing with, okay? Um, it's just like, oh, it's so... Stop coming to the person with body dysmorphia about, like... And talking about, like, how much weight you've lost. How about that? And it's not, oh man, but that sounds like you're not allowed to be happy for your friends. That's not what it is. It's a different, God, it's just, it's just a different way of talking about it. It really is. It's a different way of approaching it. And the bottom line is if you crash diet, I don't want to fuck with you. That's just what it is. when I have a lot of friends that crash diet. I have a lot of friends that are like, that did the keto thing. Um, only to lose weight, and that's another thing. Like, if you're doing a specific diet to only lose weight, like, bro, what the fuck? Just fucking count your cal- cut your fucking calories, count your macros, and eat whole foods. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? There is no fucking cheat code, bro. There is no, like, skipping the line. That's not how it works. Because then you start incorporating, yeah, see, I'm just going to get into this whole, like, thing. But, yeah, crash dieting, I don't like it. I don't want to talk to you about your crash diet. I don't want to talk to you about any of that because it trigger it's bad for my mental health and it's bad for your health and my codependent fucking issues make me want to protect you from harming your body. So for me, I need to stop fucking talking to you. <laughs> and that's just it is. What it is, what it is. So yeah, guys. Um, I hope you guys all have a great day. <laughs> I hope that you are fulfilling, you know, your needs and filling your body with um, great whole-based, you know, foods, and you just feel great. Um, thanks for listening. Um, if you want, you can subscribe. That would be dope. We're gonna talk about shit every week. Every Monday, we got a new podcast. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Jordan Gabrielle's. You can follow me um, on YouTube at Jordan Gabrielle. And you can listen to my other uh, my other podcast if you're into true crime and paranormal, and it's called Drop Dead Gorgeous. Gorgeous spelled J J. What the hell? Gorgeous spelled G O R E G E O U S, like Gore. Just you get it? Yeah. So, yes, guys, that is it. Um, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you guys next week. Thanks so much. Bye.